Welcome to Grow Up, insights on how businesses can use technology to grow better. Please welcome your hosts, Jason Parkinson and Mark Hammer. Hi, welcome to the Grow Up Podcast. My name is Jason Parkinson. And I'm Mark Hammer. And we are back with another fun-filled edition of Grow Up, Mark. Absolutely. And Jason, you are returning from a trip. Yeah, I was. Actually, a couple weeks ago, I was uh, out in Boston for the big inbound conference with HubSpot. Uh, Learned a lot of stuff. Absolutely. Learned learned a lot of marketing um, tactics and things that, you know, you can bring back and and put some strategy behind to really make make use of this idea of inbound marketing and the, the HubSpot flywheel and all these trendy buzzwords. For sure. But a lot of this stuff can really help people's business. It can. And we're going to break down some of that coming up right after this. Grow Up is a service of One Fire, whose mission is to use technology and digital marketing to help businesses grow better. Learn more and get started today at OneFire.com. That's O-N-E-F-I-R-E dot com. And welcome back to the Grow Up Podcast. So, Jason, you have just come back or... I guess a couple of weeks now, have come back from Inbound 2019 in Boston with HubSpot. Yep. How was your trip? You know, it was good, um, besides the fact that my ears always give me problems after I fly. Uh, (laughs) But that's just uh, what I expect. The food was fabulous. Let me tell you that. If you have not traveled to Boston, there's all kinds of fun stuff going on there. Row 34, outstanding seafood place. Oh, yeah. Legal uh, test kitchen, really good. Harpoon Brewery with the pretzels and the cheese the beer. Oh, it was just, it was a great time. Um, so it's mostly a food tour. It's a food tour. Yeah. <laughs> with a little bit of marketing mixed into it. But in all honesty, this conference this year had 26,000 people at it and is one of the, the largest platforms um, for marketing content um, anywhere. Yeah. And so it's a global event. People come in from all over. And the thing I love about it, it's called Inbound. And so you can just go to inbound.com and get all the information on next year's conference as well. Always happens in September. And it is worth um, worth the trip. You can uh, get an all-access pass for like 700 bucks, I think. But if you really want to um, just go suck in the culture, get some keynote speeches and be able to experience some other, you know, pretty dynamic vendors. It's like it, tickets start at 50 bucks for this thing. So, That's you know, you can go there. My, my round trip flight out of central Illinois was only $300. And then I found a, a pretty cheap Airbnb. So like all in all, the, the cost was was pretty great. That's great. Yeah. And in addition to the keynote speakers and some vendors, uh, there's a lot of movers and shakers there. A lot of people from agencies all across the United States who are there to uh, learn from one another, make connections. Yeah. And really just just companies that use HubSpot are largely at this at this conference. And so, I mean, we're talking everything from medical practices and insurance companies all the way down to higher ed and, and you know, every, everything in between. Um, lots of different types of companies are there that are just learning more about inbound marketing and, you know, how to uh, how to attract more of the right people into their business. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, since Jason took this trip, we wanted to offer you, the listener, an opportunity to kind of learn what he learned recently. And uh, let's let's start by talking about what is what is HubSpot doing to improve their platform. So we well, may have yeah. some HubSpot users already, some people that might be interested. Sure. Well, what are th- they doing? So HubSpot is a marketing automation platform, but it's so much more than that now. And every year at this conference, they release new features, new um, you know new integrations. And uh, so two years ago, they released the HubSpot Sales Hub, mm-hmm. um, which turned this marketing automation platform into a really powerful 
powerful tool for for one-to-one sales reps as well. Last year, they rolled out HubSpot Service Hub, which now takes, you know, kind of the, the other piece of this, not just marketing and sales, but now actually using HubSpot for the delivery of your product, things like support tickets, a knowledge base or FAQs on your website, right. um, customer surveys, all different types of things on the delivery of your product tied into HubSpot now too. This year, a slightly different approach. It wasn't about necessarily revealing a whole bunch of brand new features. It was more about refining and building upon what they already have in hmm, place. Interesting. So, which is good. With any piece of software that comes out, you know, those early adopters provide a lot of valuable feedback to a company to be able to say, hey, here's um, some things we noticed that you could improve on, or here's some challenges we've had. And so HubSpot took a lot of that feedback um, you know, back to their development team and really enhanced kind of their core product. That's great. Was there any uh, was there any update that you found uh, intriguing in particular? Well, the one thing that I think a lot of people um, negate to look at, not just when you're thinking about HubSpot, but any platform, whether it be Salesforce or um, Keep or any of these different pieces of software for marketing automation and CRM, is that most of them have a pretty robust integration library of other companies that have built products that tie right into it. And so when you start looking at, you know, how does this piece of software fit into your company, you also have to look at all of the other pieces of software you're using and find out, does HubSpot replace any of these things? Does it connect in with any of these things? Or does it have connections that are maybe better suited for us? So maybe we replace a couple pieces of software instead of just HubSpot. But one of the things they launched, they have a brand new app marketplace. I'm proud to say OneFire actually has an app in that marketplace, um, an augmented reality app that we've built. You so. Yep, called Uso. Um, Actually, we did an episode on that not too long ago. But um, yeah, they have a new and improved app marketplace. It makes it way easier to find the apps you're looking for that can connect right into HubSpot. So for example, are you a Slack user in your organization? Um, You know, when there's like, and for our example here at OneFire, um, we're, we're a Slack organization. And anytime somebody comes in through our website, through a live chat or through an email, we get a Slack notification about that. And we can actually interact with people's live chats on our site right through Slack. That's pretty helpful. So, yeah, really great tight integration there. How about Zoom? Everybody's using Zoom video conferencing now. And there's a native integration right into HubSpot. And wow. so I love it. Like my calendar that I send out to prospects um, as part of Sales Hub. When somebody schedules a meeting with me, it doesn't just put that on my calendar and send them the invite. It also connects into Zoom, schedules the Zoom meeting, inserts that link automatically. It just makes it a really seamless process. That's great. And I I, uh, heard something about Facebook Messenger. Facebook Messenger. Yeah. So um, HubSpot has had this tool that they call conversations for a while now where it ties in a team email inbox, Mm -hmm. live chat from your website, and now Facebook Messenger. Messenger. Wow. And so you can not only, you know, respond to, to messages across the Facebook platform that are coming in from your company, but you can also put bots in place so that you can have chat bots that are automatically handling some of these conversations across all of your communication channels, not just, you know, chat on your website. Well, that's great, especially given how popular Facebook Messenger has become for businesses. It's huge. It, a lot of uh, smaller businesses, it's the default. It's right. the one that everyone already knows, is familiar with. And so for both customers and businesses, that's that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it is. And the thing that's kind of neat when you start thinking about all of these integrations and how they work together 
you know, it can it can seem overwhelming. And that's why, you know, one fire was created. I mean, we were really designed to, you know, to help you solve some of these things. And that's why we go to this conference every year and we're constantly doing some, you know, continual education, um, you know, as it comes up. But we want to take a look at your entire tech stack that you use for marketing and for communication in your organization. And we want to say, okay, right now you've got WordPress, Constant Contact, you've got um, Zopim live chat, you're using Facebook Messenger, you've got you know all these different systems that don't talk to each other, Google Analytics over here, right. and, and looking at what you're using today and being able to make some strategic recommendations on, you know, HubSpot would replace these four things, and instead of putting all your videos on YouTube, you know, let's get you into Vidyard, and yeah. Vidyard automatically connects into HubSpot to give you the reporting of who's watching your videos, and really have this cohesive, really up and, you know, running and humming and, and providing your business the insights and analytics that it needs with all these systems talking together, instead of living in a world where everything is separate and you're importing spreadsheets and exporting right. analytics and, and trying to tie all that together. And it's a it's pretty easy to get lost in in just adding platform after platform or technology after technology to your business. And you're right, without the strategy behind it to know how do all these things fit together to form one bigger picture. That's something that, yeah, a company like like ours can really assist with. Right. And, you know, the other thing that HubSpot did this year that I was kind of excited about, um, and this is just something that we need here. I think a lot of organizations do. When you're talking to a lot of people, you have a lot of different um, ways that you communicate with people. And sometimes that results in multiple contact records. So, mm. for example, if you're just using Outlook to manage all of your communications with people, you know, you may have three or four different email addresses for a single person, and you may have multiple contact records. Maybe one is their work information, one's their home, or one's their side business where they sell knitted products on Etsy. Right. You know, you've got all these different ways that you're talking to people, and so that can result in multiple contact records. Well, the same is true in HubSpot or any CRM where, you know, you you may end up with multiple contact records. And so you're logging conversations on different contact records when they should all be pulled into the same That's one. Mm -hmm. And so now HubSpot's actually using artificial intelligence and machine learning to fix this problem. And so they have a brand new way to basically dedupe your contacts. Hmm. And so if there's four Mark Hemmers in my system, HubSpot is getting smart enough and it gets smarter over time. So the more right. people that use this system globally across the HubSpot platform, the smarter it's going to get in recognizing these things. But it's going to it's, you know, on the way to recognizing, OK, this Mark Hammer is the same as this Mark Hammer is the same as this Mark Hammer. Let's automatically combine those three together into the same contact. Wow, that's great. So it's going to keep, you know, the amount of contacts you have in your database down a little bit. Usually there's some cost savings that, you know, comes into play there. And the fact that it's using machine learning so it gets smarter as it goes is just another testament to that forward thinking path that the folks at HubSpot are on when it comes to, you know, building out these marketing automation tools. Absolutely. And to go through your contact list and try to clean those things up manually would take hours and hours. The idea right. that, you know, artificial intelligence can come along and just take uh, a day or two of work off of your plate. It's is, crazy. It's unbelievable. I know. You know, one of the things that I think is interesting, too, is there is a um, there's a, a chart. It's called the Gartner um, Hype Cycle for Digital Marketing. Mm. And it's basically looking at all of these really forward thinking um 
you know, things that that are going on in that digital marketing space. And if you're familiar with any of um, those hype cycles from Gartner, they're all set up so that it basically shows you some different stages. There's like an innovation trigger on the far left of this chart of where something is brand new, just getting noticed. Hmm. It's right at that in that point of innovation. And then there it goes all the way through to the plateau of productivity, which is where that that product or that service or that idea is now finally hitting the point where it's it's being implemented into everybody's business and it's being used over right. and over. Social media marketing, that's at the plateau of productivity. Everybody's doing it, right? right. Google ads, that's at the plateau of productivity. Everybody's doing it. But if you look at the things that are at that point of innovation or the things that are that are just just starting to get up and running or that aren't to the point of everybody doing it yet, and HubSpot and us at OneFire, we're already doing these things, right? Things that are current trends like social marketing, content marketing, that's already being done. No, right. you know, no questions asked. Everybody's doing that. But if you look at things that are kind of two to five years in the future, like event-triggered marketing through HubSpot workflows, mm. um, account-based marketing, so you're targeting um, one specific company instead of casting a wide net with your marketing, conversational marketing like bots and live chat, HubSpot does all of that. Right. If you're looking at things that are five to ten years in the future, like personalization engines, HubSpot's been doing smart content now for a long time. Oh, yeah. Like years. there's all these different types of things that – you know, really are forward thinking with HubSpot. You don't have to use all of them out of the gate for your business, but it's it's really powerful just to know that you've got a partner in your corner with one fire and HubSpot that's that's being able to, you know, really drive the ball forward and keep you ahead of maybe where your competitors are. Yeah, that's a great point. Jason, when you were in these sessions and when you were kind of on the on the convention center floor, talking to other agency owners, talking to other businesses. What are some trends that have emerged? Like, what have, what have you heard? What's the, if I'm a business owner and I don't have the opportunity to go and make these connections, what are kind of some, some insights that you may have picked up during the week in Boston? So let me tell you, one of the sessions I sat in that I loved, it was all about account-based marketing. And so hmm. I mentioned that a little, a little bit ago, but account-based marketing is, you know, the abbreviation for that is ABM. And what that means is instead of like, you know, you think of a proverbial sales funnel and you've got it, it's wide at the top right. and you're trying to get as many people into it as you can so that you get a few customers coming out the bottom. Sure, a numbers a, game. Yeah, a numbers game. Account-based marketing flips that. You already know who the customer is. It's ah. like, I want to go after Dairy Queen. I want Dairy Queen to be my customer. And you make that decision first of who you want your customer to be, and then you build the marketing actions around how do I get into Dairy Queen? How do I get set up so that I'm talking to decision makers at Dairy Queen so they notice my business, you know, whatever that may look like. And the company I was talking with, they're actually a platform that's called Sigster. They uh, create email signatures that plug right into Gmail. Okay. Um, but they were talking about account-based marketing. And one of the things that I thought, they gave an example of their first account-based marketing program that they ever ran. They were trying to get into Salesforce. Hmm. They wanted Salesforce to buy their product. And what they did was, I thought this was pretty interesting. They bought a URL that was Sigster loves Salesforce.com. <laughs> 
That's a subtle. Okay, yep, cool. sixterlovesalesforce.com. And they put a landing page on there that was just talking to people that work at Salesforce, <laughs> just decision makers at Salesforce about why they love Salesforce, why Sixter is a good, you know, good um, solution mm-hmm. for Salesforce folks <laughs> and everything. That page is just for them. Wow. And the only way that people would find that page is if they got that URL through some type of, of direct communication. And so then they mailed Starbucks gift cards, $10 a piece, <laughs> and they printed that URL on that gift card. Wow. To, and they sent them to 10 um, decision makers. And so these 10 people inside of Salesforce got a gift card. On the gift card, it said com. And so, of course, you're like, what is this? Yeah, what... And so you go to the URL and you look at it. And so when someone visited the website, one of those 10 people, Sixter knew that that traffic was coming from one of them because right. the only way you would find that How URL you know? yeah. is, is through that card. And so essentially for a $58 investment into this campaign, they were getting noticed by the top 10 decision makers inside of Salesforce. <laughs> right? That's pretty brilliant. S- simple $8 for the domain. Um, I think there were five dollar gift cards actually, because fifty eight was the total, you know, total dollar value. But anyway, all in all, pretty low investment, pretty strategic way of thinking to get noticed by, you know, noticed by a big company like that. Yeah. And so the strategy behind that I think is fascinating. It comes down to you have to identify who are your ideal customers in terms of like who are the companies and then research who are the decision makers inside of those companies and then build a strategic plan to reach them. Um, in in the way that they want to be reached. That's a very cool trend. Yeah, and what a what a unique idea that is too. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, the other thing that I kind of took away, you know, one of the things that HubSpot's been doing for a while, and this again kind of ties back into HubSpot. HubSpot is the Cadillac of marketing automation systems. It's the Cadillac of sales automation systems, and um, it's becoming the Cadillac of. Uh, like support tickets and, and that type. Yeah, it's yeah. This still a fairly new product for them. But with that Cadillac comes a price that is attached to a Cadillac, sure. right? They're expensive. Sure. Maybe I should call it the Tesla of, of these <laughs> systems now. It's a more modern, more yeah, modern more term, modern right? Yeah. But um, what's neat is now, you know, to make it easier, an easier, um, you know, path or barrier to entry for customers HubSpot has adopted the freemium model, which I love because you get to play with software, use it for free up to a certain point Mm -hmm. before you have to pay for it. And so HubSpot now, (coughs) excuse me, HubSpot now has all of their uh, products set up so you can get started with them for free. It costs nothing. I saw even the email tool. There's a free option now. Yeah. So now you've got free, um, you know, great best in class email, mass email that you can send out to 2000 people a month at no cost That's through the HubSpot tools. And and when you work with a partner like us, you get all kinds of other free benefits when you're getting set up with HubSpot too. So it's easy to email, you know, Mark or myself or go to our website, onefire.com, and we can get that free account spun up for you. So you get some of those added perks, but all in all, um, the fact that that barrier to entry now is is so low that small businesses can very easily get started doing these modern things uh, for their marketing is just awesome. Yeah. And then as that business grows, that makes all the sense in the world to, you know, up your investment in a tool that's helped you get off the ground. Right. 
No, absolutely right. Um, the last thing I'll mention in terms of sessions I sat through, I went to the session called the Five Keys to Effective Sales Conversations. Hmm. There is a, a company called Gong. It's gong.io, G-O-N-G.io. I'll try and link to that in the show notes here. Um, they actually listen in on sales conversations, and hmm. they their software analyzes that conversation and through AI – and okay. then automatically provides insights to sales directors on how they can improve their salespeople. Wow. And so, for example, um, some of the calls I've been on with folks at HubSpot, HubSpot uses this service, and um, it shows up in my Zoom meeting. So when I'm having a conversation with somebody at HubSpot, there's a third person in the meeting that's not a person and at all. And that's gone? It's that's, gone. It's the okay. AI. It shows up as HubSpot note taker is the name oh, that comes okay. in on it. Huh. But what Fire. happens is it captures all of our conversation, it transcribes it, and then it analyzes it, makes it searchable so people can always go back and search through a conversation that happened. And what they found is they found that there are techniques specific to good sales conversations of that turn into closed deals. Okay. Right. And one of the things that I thought was pretty interesting is um, when they talk about um, using super social proof, like one of the things that came out of their, their, and I won't share all five of these with you today, but one of their five techniques is this using super social proof. So competitors of yours are probably repelling buyers and you can take advantage of that when you are like when a salesperson's using social proof techniques, like when, when, um, you know, when you're trying to sell me something, Mark, and you're referencing other customers of yours in the past that you've had success with. Sure. It's not that's good for you because you're like, look at all these customers that have had great results. But for me as the customer, I'm trying to picture how do any of those customers relate to my business? Mm. How do any of them actually result like the results you had for a dry cleaning company why does that pertain to me over here in automotive people don't see it as you can't make that applicable. connection right okay. exactly mm. and so by using super social proof which is basically you know showing like here's all of the people jason that are your competitors um, and other businesses like yours and here's those that are like yours that we work with Hmm. And the results that we've had for them and then try to show a trend line of saying we've worked with all of these customers um, in the first year. The second year, we added five more from your industry. And so it Hmm. starts to show, wow, you guys are the experts in me, in my industry. Other people around me are partnering with you for help. And and so you're clearly the you know a good choice for me. So just the idea of super social proof, I thought was pretty pretty yeah. fascinating too. Yeah, that does it. It is very instinctual to want to say, look, we've had success with this and this, but that's a great point. If it is right, if it's if it's not the same industry, maybe people are quietly dismissing that to themselves. Yeah, and you as a salesperson don't know. I know. So anyway. All of that aside, um, we could go on and on, but for the sake of time, we probably shouldn't. Right. But I, I will say that if you want to have a conversation about some of these things or you want to grab lunch or a, do a quick Zoom meeting, um, reach out to us. We've got a ton of great knowledge that we took away from this conference. We'll love to share that with you. Could get you access to some of those slide decks and some other things. So, you know, I'm an open book. Uh, Jason, yeah. Jason dot Parkinson at one fire dot com. Uh, pretty easy to get in touch with me. So, yeah, that's uh, a that's a great offer. Again, like it's it's so exciting to have access to an event like this. And we really want to share some of these things that we've learned and want to bring other people in so that, you know, the knowledge is spread around. 
Yeah, absolutely. So reach out. Um, that That's the point of the podcast, uh, you know, is just trying to get some connections made and being able to provide help and invaluable resources where it, where it makes sense. Absolutely. So, cool. Thanks for listening today uh, on the Grow Up Podcast and uh, hope you join us again next week. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Grow Up. For more information about the topics discussed in today's show, visit onefire.com slash grow up. This has been a One Fire production.